Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Um, and Brian Montanati is my guest. We've been friends since 1997 when we uh, both transferred into Oklahoma State. You've heard us before talking about Eddie Sutton stories. Um, so in getting you ready for game six and talking a little NBA draft and giving you some insight into what it's like to be the dad of one of the top rated 15 year olds in the country, rising freshman in the country. I thought uh, we'd ask him about it. So take a listen to our conversation. Okay. What do you think of this uh, series before it started? Right? Celtics and the Warriors. Before it started, what'd you think? Man, I thought it was going to be, I thought it'd be a little back and forth. And the reason being is um, I think Marcus Smart does a heck of a job guarding Steph. And I just thought with the way the Celtics play defense and their size, I thought they would eliminate Draymond Green. And I thought it was going to be a really good matchup for the Celtics defensively. So I, I, I figured that the Warriors would struggle a little bit. Um, and I figured it would go seven games. So it's been a little back and forth uh, the last few games. But the Warriors have been playing extremely well. You know, Steph in game four had a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Um, and then uh, game five with Wiggins, you know, uh, doing what he did, um, I think kind of put the Warriors over the top a little bit. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, Wig, Wig was really good. But a lot of it was, that was the first time I can remember a team – kind of selling out to stop, stop Steph. 
uh, Seth. I mean, think about that. Like they were full face, face guarding all the way to mid court. You know, they're blitzing him on pick and rolls. And I mean, it, it worked now, you know, wig became the, the safety blanket. And I thought they did a great job getting him isolated on, on the centers. But, um, I, I'm just surprised more people haven't done it or somebody hasn't done it. They're like, there's no kind of commitment to like cut off the head of the snake. He does everything. Totally agree, man. But I, I figured they had to do something different after game four, you know, and he's been playing phenomenal this series, man. I mean, he's been, he's been by far um, head and shoulders better than what I, I what I anticipated, anticipated him being just because of the matchup with Marcus, you know, Marcus has done a really good job with him, but game four, you, you couldn't guard him the same way you were going to guard him in game. I mean, in game five, you're not going to guard him yeah, the same way point. you did in game four. You're, yeah, you're not going to do unless, it. Unless, you're, unless you want to get fired. Unless Correct. you want to get fired on the spot. Correct. And so yeah. so for him, that's why I kind of anticipated one of the, you know, and Clay, the, the, the guys have been solid, but they just haven't had a breakout game. You know, I mean, Clay, Clay is, is you know, he's been, what, 18, 20. He just hasn't had that breakout game. Wiggins hasn't had that breakout game. Um, but the way they were guarding – and, and spending so much energy and attention on 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 Seth, you know, it, it freed up Wiggins to be able to do what he was going to do. And I think too, you hit on a point too with the pick and roll situation. You know, I think they're, you know, I, I think Kerr is doing a really good job, you know, putting Williams in pick and roll, um, putting Horford in pick and roll, um, and just the matchup deal that he had game four. You know, Seth Steph was getting open looks, man, and. Um, you know, Clay hit a couple of shots, but Wiggins playing at home, you know, one of those guys are going to play, play big time at home and have a breakout game. But I, it, here's the crazy thing. If you told me Steph was going to be 0 for 9 from 3, I would be like, man, it would be hard for the, the Warriors to play or the Warriors to win just based off of the way the series has gone so far and how much Steph has carried the Warriors. Um, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I, I this one's a hard one because on one level, I like to see a game seven. I always like to see if you really find out who's who and what's what in a game seven, right? Dudes just get tight. So I'd love to see what happens in game seven. On the other hand, the idea of the Golden State Warriors winning a championship on the parquet of the, of the Boston Garden that one appeals to me most. Which which ending would you prefer to see? I want to see game. I'm a, I'm you know I'm a basketball fan. I want to see game seven, man. I want to see game seven, two minutes tie ball game. I want to see these guys. Uh, I want to see these guys play it out. You know, I think I think you, you know you're right with Golden State winning. You know, in Boston, I think it'd be huge. But game seven, man, anything can happen in game seven. Somebody turn an ankle, foul trouble. Guys have a bad shooting night. I mean, you know, it becomes a one-game series. Then, you know, I mean, it's there's a lot of a lot of drama can play out in the game seven. And the the biggest thing is just the 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 thing is, you know, being you know, we we, we love ball, right? We've done it our whole life, and 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 just watching it, watching these guys compete, and how hard they're playing right now, and how skilled these guys are, and how good they are. I mean, who wouldn't want to have a game seven? You know, I think it. I think it's it would do 
big for the NBA. Um, and then I think there would be a lot of drama involved. Yeah, for the I mean, game seven Father's Day, you got the idea of the the Warriors trying to win at home. Um, I'm not. I don't know. I, it's not that I don't like Tatum. I like Tatum, but I've never been just in love. It's weird because I, mean, I think he had four air balls, but he actually shot like ten of twenty from the floor, which I know a lot of it was when it didn't matter. But but still, I mean, he wasn't statistically he wasn't terrible why does it feel like he's been worse than he actually has been i think he's been overshadowed by steph and what steph's doing and like you said he's 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 playing not terrible but he hasn't had that elite nba final setting his legacy as as one of the best guys in the league right now and, and I'm with you, too, because, like, I watched him at the end. And it just seemed like he got uncomfortable, um, especially in game four, man, when when Steph was going off and they just didn't have an answer for for the Warriors. They did, they just didn't make shots at the end. And and watching them turn the ball over in game in game five, the way the the way they did. Um, I'm with you, man. I'm, I, I think he's very talented. He's a hell of a player, but I just don't know if if it's his time yet. To, to be the guy that, that gets him over the top and, 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 and can win two games back-to-back, win a game six and a game seven on the road. It's weird because we have – I think part of it is we have an image that all the guys who came in the league won immediately, and Bird Magic obviously won immediately. Um, but Jordan, it took a long time, right, to, to figure out. Kobe, it, wasn't, it definitely wasn't overnight, so they got Phil. Um, I mean, you know, Duncan and walked into it, walked into a kind of a made deal, but the idea that, that these guys are, are totally refined. I just, it's weird. It's like you get in your mind. Okay. Well, Jason Tatum could do a point, but they did get further this year than they've ever gotten last year. So it's hard to tell whether he'll be able to overcome these things in the future or whether this is who he is because right. he's at his athletic peak, you know? Right. Right. Is this, like you said, is it a, is, is it a, is he at his all time high right now? Like my thing is, is like you get there and you kind of learn, you, you, you go through the pro they're playing the Warriors, right? Right. The Warriors have been there, you yes. know, with Steph, Clay, Draymond, they, they've been in this situation. They played in a game seven. Um, you know, it's still there. They're still at a really high level. My thing is, 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 do the Celtics, if they end up losing this series, right, do they grow from this and make a, a run at the title next year? Or is it like one of those things where they got here one year and they kind of fall off? So I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. with Tat Tatum is the guy that's got to – he's got to play phenomenal uh, tomorrow night for them to have a chance to go back to Golden State on Father's Day. I mean, he's got to have a – Steph Curry type uh, game four performance um, for them to even have a chance to play Golden State uh, on game seven. You know, what's weird is none of these games have ended up being close scores. It's weird. I mean, they all Dude, it's been the whole playoffs, man. It's been the I whole know, playoffs. But how is that? How, how is that? That's the weirdest. 
kind of phenomenon ever. That's a weird thing, but it's little. That's a thing. The Celtics have been through a bunch of those. Uh, like one of the closest, the closest game was the Nets game, game one against the Nets. But otherwise, I mean, it's been blowout city. But isn't it weird? I mean, especially considering that game the other night, you know, where the Celtics couldn't score in the first quarter, couldn't make a shot. Then they make the run in the third quarter, you know. But for Golden State to come back, but then to just kind of annihilate them and blow them out of the water is kind of fascinating. It's fascinating. So, so what's your what's your what's your theory on that? I'm not sure I have one. I'm not sure I have one because I, I would say it's a Golden State thing, but it's not because I've I, you know we saw it with the Heat and the Celtics and we've seen it with with other series. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't know why why games kind of spur out of control. Uh, you know, the Celtics obviously late in that Heat series kind of failed to close. I guess so that kind of got close. I think probably it's because a lot of teams just don't know how to. Don't know how to make the comeback. I don't know. It's a it's a weird. I guess in the regular season, everybody everybody comes back, but th- there have not there's hasn't been buzzer beaters. Haven't been overtime games. You know, I'm watching Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals, and they already got overtime. I'm like, man, that it's kind of fun. Uh, anyway, uh, that aside, um, okay, let's let's go to NBA draft. Are you a Chet guy? I mean, yeah, I, I like him. And the reason I like him is he's he's very skilled. I don't think he's a difference maker. You know, the first couple of years he's he, he's playing in the league, he's obviously got to mature and get stronger and and develop his body. But I think you know, as skilled as he is, man, I mean, I th- I think he's a matchup nightmare at times. But what's he going to look like in five? The, the qu- I guess the big thing is like, what is he going to look like in five years? You know, he he adds twenty pounds of muscle, and he's not getting pushed around. And he's a matchup nightmare. So, to answer your question, am I a Chet fan? I love his skill. Um, he's really young. I, I'm intrigued by to see what he turns into in the next three to five years. Hmm. I wonder what Oklahoma City, what Oklahoma City will do because I feel like Jabari's going to go one, so then it's Cheddar or uh, Paulo. And Paulo just he's a grown he's a grown man. I, now, he, I, think, you know, I think you go Apollo if you're OKC. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing: the Thunder the Thunder really don't have. I mean, they're rebuilding, right? So, I mean, if you if you draft a guy like Chet, you're still he's not he's still he's still a couple of years away from being who he's going to become. Yes. If you develop, if you, if you get Apollo, he's got an NBA ready body right now. And I think year two, he's a stud. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't yeah. know how much longer you can just, I don't know how, how much longer you can, st- you can stack draft picks um, and, and continue to wait and rebuild. I mean, they've been through this rebuild phase. What now? This is what year three, year four. Yeah. So, small market team you're not going to get you're not going to get a free agent you're not going to get you know uh, a vet coming in here um a superstar you know you've got to get guys now to start developing them i don't know if you can wait on a guy three years four years i think you got to get somebody right away that's going to be able to help you win okay so your your son is 
I don't know if you want to use prodigy, but he's considered one of the elite rising freshmen in the country. So now your recruiting process, which we talked about previously, far different than his. What's it, what's it like to be, you know, he's your kind of underdog story. He's not from, from your perspective. What's this like? Um, there's a lot of attention, you know, for him at a young age. I think the biggest thing with me is just keeping it real with him, um, you know, and, and keeping him humbled, um, not letting him get uh, ahead of himself, understanding where he's at right now and w- what the long-term goal looks like. And, I mean, I think we live in the day. We live each day. We stay in the moment each day. You know, we're not, we're not you know, looking – um, what he's going to look like in three years or four years. We're just, you know, we work every day trying to add stuff to his game. And, 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 and I honestly, man, I try to put him in scenarios and situations where he struggles a little bit. You know, I'm, I, when he plays AAU, sometimes he gets away with some stuff because he's more talented than some of the kids he's playing against. But, you know, the, the cool thing for me to watch him this summer is when he's playing in our summer league with our varsity team is, um, put Iman guys that are seniors or 17, 18 years old and they're really good high school players and watching him struggle a little bit. So I think it, I think it, it keeps him grounded. I think it keeps him focused on the things that he's got to do to get better at. Um, you know, obviously he's got to get stronger. I mean, he, he's, he's still a young kid. He's going to be a freshman in high school, but also it's, it's, it's making him adapt his game to play against kids that are bigger and stronger and faster. So, you know, I mean, we, 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 we attack this thing every day. The thing I love about him is he works his tail off, man. He works his ass off. He's in the gym every day working. Um, and it's not anything that I have to do to chase him to get in there. So he's, uh, he, he's, he's been fun to, uh, to coach and just watch grow you know even if I wasn't his dad and I was just his high school coach he'd be a kid I'd be extremely excited about Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, but okay, so, but social media. I mean, like, you know how it is. You get, you do you... Do you keep an eye on it? Do you have access to it? How do you handle that? Man, it's kind of crazy. I talked to Desmond today about the same thing. And because um, Mace, Mace said something about him and he was talking about, you know, kids with social media platforms and the way it's going. And, you know, if it's used right, it can benefit them and everything else. Yeah. So. I, and he told me all that stuff, but he's thinking from a business standpoint side of it, you know, and I, I'm thinking it from a dad standpoint, you know, we do, me and his mom, we do monitor stuff, um, you know, and they're kids, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where they get a highlight or, you know, they get something they want to post it. But like, I always tell him, I'm like, you know, b- you know, people are going to come watch you play, you know, highlights, everybody looks good in a highlight, but what do you look like when you're playing? And another thing is, is you've got to understand, like you got a target on your back and you got people talking about you. So you're going to be have to accept the times when you don't play well and you get the negativity that comes with the positivity. So it's kind of that double edged sword, man. I mean, you know, they get caught up in social media and likes and and videos and write ups and all that other stuff. But you got to keep them grounded, man. And you got to keep them keep them level-headed you know it's 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 great but, but to celebrate. i mean i mean i guess i guess being his high school coach that helps you you know you put some attack dog the seniors on him but 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 how because it's like you know i mean obviously your kid's different than my kid's different than other people's kid but that's a everybody says you know we want to keep them balanced whatever but and we want to monitor social media but you know you can't really control snap Nope. You know, and then I don't know how much you have access in IG and they get, they kind of fall in love with their followers. I mean, you know, I mean, kids like <laughs> I'm trying to think what used to be, I always thought back uh, basketball was like the equity of the masses, right? Like if you're a good basketball player, you're cool. Now it's how many followers you have on TikTok and how many followers Correct. you have on IG, you know? Right. How many likes and, and you that, get everything else. Yeah. Then you get, then here's another thing that we deal with. You get, you get people, you know, kids get attention, right? So then, and then this is the thing that drives me crazy about social media and dealing with this stuff. And, and I've talked to Rayford Young a little bit about going through this process. You get people 
you know, your kid gets attention a little bit and then people start picking them apart. Well, these kids are 14, 15 years old right now. They start picking them apart. Oh, he can't do this. He can't do that. He can't do this. So people get short-sighted on the fact that these, these they're still young and they're still kids, but they're not looking at how talented they are and the things that they can do. And, and they're yeah, I mean, I mean like some, some of it is, some of it is, you know, there, you gotta, you gotta know who you're going to pay attention to. I'd say the other side to it is this, you gotta know who you're going to pay attention to. Cause that's the problem with social media is, you know, every idiot from yep. you know, here, here, Timbuktu has access and, you know, maybe a blue check or whatever is, is something you go with. But, uh, you know, a lot of it is also people need to change how they word it, especially like you said, a 14, 15 year old kid he needs to get stronger. He needs to get tougher. He needs to learn mm-hmm. to go right, which is different than he can't because Correct. like you said, he's 14, he's 15, he's, he's 16 years old. Um, but I, th- then the other, it's like, how do you, and you can't really control it, but it's like, you want to, you want to give them a piece, a taste of the real world mm-hmm. and how tough it can be, but you don't want it to be the level of viciousness. That's, I think, just a hard part, right? Once you expose them to social media, how do you dial it back? You know, you're already I trying to monitor, but how do you dial it back? I think, it's, I think it's like the relationship that we have as father-son. You know, I mean, it's that I'm his dad, and, you know, I, and I'm going to, well, thank you. Yeah, I think we, I think we've, we've established that. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying is I'm going to protect him, but also I'm going to let him fail a little bit. I'm going to let him go through the, the heartaches. I'm going to let him go through the times when things don't go his way, but also it's like keeping it real with him and saying this, this is where you want to go. These are the things that you're going to go to. If you want to achieve the ultimate goal that you're trying to achieve, wherever it is, you want to play at Oklahoma state. Well, this is the heartache that you're going to go through to earn a scholarship to go play at Oklahoma state, you know? So you, 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 it's the peaks and valleys. I mean, we're raising the kids, you know, we're raising our kids, but we're, we're trying to keep it real with them also. You know, I mean, everybody wants to be patted on the back and tell you how great you are, but at the same time, no one wants to hear the criticism that comes with it. Or when you're told, Hey, you're not good enough in this area. This is what you got to do to work to get it. This is how you do it. Now you got to go put in the work and do it, you know? So I think it's the balance of, of just keeping it real with them, man. And, 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 and like I said before, it's like living in the moment. We don't talk about, you know, his senior year and things like that. We're just trying to add stuff to his game now um, to help develop him as a, as a player and, um, and see where it goes. When, uh, when you were a kid, so it was always Muskegon, Michigan. Yep. So when when you were a kid, where was your place? Or I don't know if you did this. Like I used to go down the street, about one, two, three, four, five houses down on the left. There's Garrett Phipps's house, and Garrett Phipps's house one was cool because his uh, his dad had those uh, Takate beer posters up on the ceiling. So it was like my first time to see it. Some tits. I mean, that's really what I was pretty impressed and then so and sometimes my brother would like lock me out of the, the garage they'd ride bikes whatever. but he had a flat driveway we didn't have a flat driveway and a basketball hoop and no one else ever used it so i'd go down there and that's where i that's where i like worked on my game that was what i played imaginary games did you have a place like that absolutely it what was, was it? uh 
It was in my, I remember my drive. We had a dirt driveway. I was probably. No in, way you had a dirt yeah, dude. driveway. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. This was um, in Muskegon Heights, Michigan. So Muskegon Heights, inner city, um, you know, rough area. Um, we had a dirt really? driveway. Yeah, man. We had a dirt driveway. This is before I moved out to the suburbs. So we had a dirt driveway and uh, the Heights was always known for Heights. I mean, they were good basketball uh good high school basketball team um so i remember growing up there and we had we, we put a clothes hanger on the garage and we would shoot a tennis ball we had a tennis ball so we would play and i mean i'm talking like it i mean it was a tight area the driveway was really small it was like 10 feet 10 feet wide by maybe 15 feet in depth and we would play three on three out there and just shoot and hoop and everything. I mean, that's, that's where it started, man. And then as I got older, there was a park, it was called Parslow park where, where you'd go out, man. And I'd walk to the park, dribble my basketball, get out there. And then in the summertime, grown men would come out and start playing about three, four o'clock and they would play all night, man. They would sit there till 10, 11 o'clock at night and play. So, that was my first, you know, uh, when I fell in love with, with, with hooping was going to the park, man. And just, just playing with these grown men, man. I mean, and, and you know, the chain, the chain net, you know, it wasn't nets. It was chain link, uh, nets. Um, that's a net. It's a net. It's just not a cloth net. I didn't know yeah, but you know, in the double rims, the double rims, double rims you know are the mean? worst who invented Dude, it, double it, rims. Oh yeah. So, so, but it was just hooping, man, with grown men, man. I mean, it's it's kind of like where you where you you learn how to play, man. Um, oh, you learn about a bunch of things. So, so mine was we used to, well, there's two places. One, there's racquetball world. My dad used to play racquetball. I go up there, he'd get me in a game, and all you had to do at racquetball world was you had to be like, I want to say you had to be 13, and maybe I started going when I was 12, whatever. I you'd put your name on the board, they'd call it up, and somebody go like, "Are you 13?" Like, yeah, I'm 13. And I was super late bloomer anyway. And it was four on four sideways. And, you know, you're playing just old men that just can barely move. And they're just trying to get exercise. But that was good. I mean, because they were, you know, you had to deal with their size, whatever. Then you had to make shots or make plays in order to kind of feel like you earn people's respect that you weren't just out there. And then we go to Mile Square Park on Saturday morning at 7 a.m. So he would get me up at like 6.30. And... Uh, I don't remember. Like I, I remember him getting me up and just, I would go and get in the car and we'd go to the park and he would basically call game for me and then pay, help me pick up a team. And then, you know, stayed us playing. And I usually, if you won the first game, then he would just take off. And if I lost the next, if I lost, then he would help me call game. And then maybe he'd stay around for like 15 more minutes. And then he was out. I'll see you later. And he'd give me five bucks. And I just, I, when I was hungry, I'd go across the street and I'd get, you know, a piece of pizza and some, a Gatorade and then, or a Coke or something. And then I'd come back and I'd play and then eventually he'd show up. That was it. That was my, I loved every second of it. It was amazing. Dude, but how, how cool was it though? Like back, in, back when we were coming up, like you would literally go to the park and hoop all day long. Yes. Like all day long. I, re I remember going, I remember when I played in junior college out of Fullerton, man. We would go to Newport Beach or go to Venice. We would, yeah, we would, yeah, we would go down there and sit there, right? And you may wait an hour to get on the court. 
And if you lost, you might wait two hours to get back on the court. That's just how many people were down there hooping, man. So it was like, I can remember being at Venice one day and we won like three or four games in a row, man. And it was, it's just, it's just a different vibe, but you spent all day at the park just hooping. Yeah. I, you know? I blame 24 hour fitness for that. That's right. Cause you know, they have gyms in like all their, all their spots now. So it's like here in Oklahoma, man, when it's not 300 degrees outside, you drive by a park, man, there's no one out there hooping, you know, a long time ago, there would be, there'd be, you know, you go by a park, man, there's, there's a ton of dudes out there playing. You nobody know, talks I, I just think, but nobody talks about the pickup of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like, man, you want to get some good pickup in. Let's go to but, Tulsa. But here's the deal. But, but, but think about it. Think about it, Doug. When we were in high school, how many, how many pros? No, I, I know. I know what you're talking about. They don't play out. Nobody plays outside anymore. They just don't. But does, do, do people still play pickup the way they used to play pickup? Or is now is it everybody going to trainers? Well, I mean, like guys that have careers mostly do trainers. Guys that are post careers, they do pickup. But I'm just I saying, high school guys, high school guys. Nobody in general, plays pickup. No one Nobody does because they play in tournaments where they just play a bunch of games. I mean, that's what I did with my son to in order to play play more is play him on two different teams. You know, one high level, one low level. I mean, one like 13, one 12. And then it's just like playing pickup. You know, you play like four games in a day. <laughs> you know, people are like, you played four, people are like you played four games. Like, didn't you ever play pickup as a kid? Yeah, we play all day, man. You play all for, day for, for, for all day. Five, and you're like, give me a hot dog. Yeah, all day. Let me ask you this. Yes, coaching your son. Yes, are you hard on him? I was really hard on him for a long time, and that did not go well. And that probably that's probably the hardest part in. You know, he's got a little PTSD from it, but uh, I have a ton of fun with him too. And he's a, like a fun kid, the fun kid. So, uh, but yeah, I, I was really hard on him now, not as much because now, you know, I one, it's easier to talk to him. He's older and he understands more and, you know, we'll still get in an argument every now and again. And um, I usually win them, but um you know, he started becoming kind of a better listener, but yeah, uh, there's, there's some, I've been hard on him in the past. I'm a lot, so, I'm a lot better to him now. So let me ask you, you leave the court or you leave the court, you get into him a little bit during the game, you leave the yeah. court, you get in, yeah. you get in the car. Yeah. Is it continuing the car ride home or is it done? Um, usually what I do is like, Hey, let's just leave it at one thing. You know, and then say that one thing and then move on. And usually he doesn't want to hear the one thing. And then I was like, dude, listen to me your phone. And if, if I, yeah, I have his phone and I have his attention. And then I was just like one thing that I tell him and then he's good. And then we're good. It's usually how we leave it, you know? And then, yeah, and then usually when we roll back, it's like, hey, don't tell your mom we got an argument like that. Yeah. I got you a Dr. Pepper. Just don't tell her <laughs> anything, you know? Yeah. So it'll be yeah. used so, against okay, this, this, this is the funny thing dealing with this, right? Coaching your kid. Like last night, I got in. I told Jalen to do something. And he, he, he was like, why would I do that when I was open? So, 
I got in him a little bit. Right. Is it know? because I told you that's the old right. rule because I told you so. <laughs> right. Right. I told it's you big, to it's, a, it's a big rule in my life. Why? Right. Because I told you so. <laughs> right. So so I I I got in him a little bit. So then after the game, his mom is looking at me sideways, like, oh, I can't believe you yelled at him like that, you know. But I'm like, wait a minute, you call me complaining about him when he doesn't clean his room up room up or he talks back to you or does all this other stuff but like i just yell at him for not doing what i wanted him to do playing it's because it's it's because it's in public i think that's what it is i think it's in public it's in public and then somehow they feel a part of it you know and right it's a tag on them whatever and you know it's their baby they're still maternal i mean I was like, yeah, I can't like, wait. I can't wait till you call me and tell me his room is not clean and you told him to do something and he didn't do it. I can't wait because I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to I'm gonna roll my eyes at you. Like, mm-hmm. All right, last thing. Uh, who wins tomorrow night? Or tonight. Sorry, this is a drop tomorrow. So who wins tonight? Celtics get it done at home. Force the game. Why? Because you want to see a game seven? That's really that that's your that's I mean, I'm I'm I want to see a game seven. Um I just think I think it's gonna be really hard. I think there's a lot of toughness and a lot of pride with the Celtics, obviously. I I just think them playing I don't think Wiggins is going to have the game he had in game five. Somebody's going to have to step up and beat them besides Steph. You got Clay. I, look, I, I, I'll i tell you this. I think the Warriors win. Um, I mean, I just – the construct of the Celtics is they'll throw five great defenders out there, you know, and they're okay offensively. You know, two guys is obviously better than the rest. I think Tatum's pretty pretty damn good. They're just kind of a mess, and you can't give them extra possessions. They've kind of figured you out a little bit. You know, I've been talking about the Warriors kind of figured you out a little bit. And, you know, I think, like, Gary Payton's getting more comfortable. Clay's getting more comfortable. And, like, yeah, Wiggins, everybody's – like, Wiggins did play great, but he still hasn't made a shot. No. He's going he's gonna to make a shot. And, you know, you're just – you're still – you're getting a little bit more from Clay every game. I don't know. I mean, look, if I'm Boston, I play the exact same way defensively. That shit worked. Take that dude out of the game, you know, and just being in his head, just face guard him the whole time. Don't give him, don't let him get the ball. Fine. You know, it's, I'm sure they're going to get some easy shots and some floaters, you know, when they, when they blitz him on a trap, but I don't know, just take him out of the game. That, that gives you a kind of competitive advantage. Take that guy off. It does. It puts pressure on everybody else, but I do think they have some other dudes. So. I think Draymond gets in the way though. Game Game Six, man. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. You know, is Kerr is Kerr gonna is Kerr gonna take him out again? The, I, I think he did a hell of a job Game Four by by benching them. They they were the Warriors were searching for answers, and Kerr benching Draymond. You know, for that five six minute stretch was huge, man. Um, and then Steph being Steph, but I, I just, I'm, I don't know. I think, I think there's going to be a game seven, man. You know, I, I really do. And I, I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping that the, you know, like I, I'm with you. I think, I think they guard Steph the same way they did 
uh, in game five and try to make someone else beat them. All right. And hoping we get a game seven. We shall see. Hey, dude. Thanks for doing this. Um, we did talk about your kids cleaning his room and no, all other no. stuff. And we'll <laughs> do it again. All right, brother. Appreciate you, homie. Thanks, Pete. Later, buddy. So that's my conversation with uh, my man, Brian Montanati, of course, is uh, head coach at Owasso High School. He played a long time, played with me at Oakland State. We've done previous stuff with him. But just thought you'd appreciate a little bit of, you know, dad of a prodigy. And um, I mean, excuse me, dad, dad to a prodigy, right? Dad to a prodigy. And then, of course, a little bit of coaching your kid and a lot of NBA talk, you know, getting ready for a historic game six. Like, you know, for me, I mean, I do. I like, I, I obviously respect how the Celtics play defensively, how tough they are, and how they took kind of the next step this year. And no, I'm not going into the, well, with Chris Middleton would have played thing. Not right now. Just talking about the Celtics. So it's not out of like a lack. Like, I like what they've done. They built a team that's sustainable. It's going to be good for a long, long time. You know, they'll, They'll switch out some pieces, but that, that's a group that, that's going to stay together and be really good for a long time. Um, but the Warriors are they're unique. They're they're a meteor. They this, these things don't come along very often. And how they play without the basketball, the joy with which they play, the 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 talk of playing for each other, cheering for each other to succeed, like what in the NBA? Like, really? Like that's exactly what they do. And I just, I want to see him win in Boston Garden. That's really what it is. I think that's, that's a baller deal. When you win on the road, win a championship, you taste champagne in their locker room. Hell yeah. Right. That's, those are the best. Those are the best. Yeah. Road wins are the best. Uh, remember, you can listen to the Doug Gottlieb show daily, three to six Eastern, 12 through Pacific. And your iHeartRadio app, you can just download it just like this, the podcast. Get them both. Why not? Um, you remember to write a review. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, rating the show. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see 
see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.